welcome to Mom and Dad Are Fighting, Slate's parenting podcast for Thursday, December 21st, the 2023 Holiday Party Edition. I'm Zach Rosen. I host another podcast. It's called The Best Advice Show, and I'm dad to Noah, who's six, and Ami, who's three. We live in Detroit. I'm Jamila Mew, a writer, contributor to Slate's Care and Feeding Parenting column, and mom to Naima, who's 10, and we live in Los Angeles. I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. I write the homeschool and family travel blog, Dutch Dutch Goose. I'm the mom of three littles, Henry, who's 11, Oliver, who's 9, and Teddy, who's 7. We live in Tokyo, Japan. We have a very special show for you today. It's our annual holiday party. Woo! (laughs) We're going to start by sharing some triumphs and fails from the year. Then we rounded up all of our kids and asked them your burning questions. It's chaos, but every good party needs a little chaos. Then we'll move back to the adults table to talk about our favorite advice we've given or received this year. And we'll finish the party off with a big announcement. So stick around for that. Then if you're in the Slate Plus Club, we are going to do a bonus round of recommendations to lead us into the new year. Here's what you'll hear if you have Slate Plus. It's a really lovely podcast. Also, she has like the best voice. She's British. Her voice is amazing. She's a journalist. Uh, Chloe Porter. Yeah, I mean, I listen just because the minute her voice comes on, I instantly feel relaxed. I mean, she could be like reading the dictionary and it would <laughs> it would be lovely. So check that out. By becoming a Slate Plus member, you'll enjoy a weekly bonus segment in all your beloved Slate podcasts without any ads. It's the ultimate way to enhance your listening experience while also providing vital support to our show. You can join Slate Plus today by visiting slate.com slash plus. All right, we're going to jump into triumphs and fails as soon as we get back from this short break. We're back. Jamila, let's get this party started. What ultimate triumph or fail do you want to share? So I think one of my big fails for this year is my inability to deal with Naima quitting dance. I talked about this in the past that Naima was taking dance at this great, well-known black dance company here in LA. They've been around for many years. And I was just so proud of her being a part of it and being a part of the community in that way and the discipline that she was learning and the performances that she put on. I just really, really loved it for her. When the dance season started back up again, her dad and I just registered her. We didn't ask her. We didn't, you know, think about if she wanted to do it anymore. We just signed her up. When I took her for the first day of class, she flat out refused to go in. You know, it was the whole thing. The te- you know, the director of the dance company came outside and talked to Naima. And I thought she was going to talk some sense into her. And she wished her well. She said, if this isn't what you want to do anymore, then... You know, I wish you all the best. And I was just so heartbroken, you know, because I just loved this for her. But I had to realize that it just doesn't make her happy anymore, you know. So I failed because before I finally accepted that, there was a lot of like, no, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. Go inside. You got to do it. But with some time and reflection, I realized that that wasn't the right approach and that she has the autonomy to participate in programs as she sees fit and, you know, that you can't force dance onto someone. It's tough, though, when you thought it was going to go one way and you see that she's so good at it, Mm -hmm. you know. And do you think the dream is dead? Maybe she just is going to take a bit of a break. I don't know. Every time I've asked, like, do you miss, you know, the company? She's like, no. <laughs> yeah. All right, maybe it's dead. So 
So I don't know. She said she still she still enjoys dancing, and there's dance performances at school and at the after school program. So she's gotten to do some dancing. So I don't know that it's completely dead, but it's not a priority for her like it used to be. But now she's in volleyball. How's volleyball been going? Volleyball went well. It was a pretty short season. Uh, she was a little disappointed that they didn't win the championship game, but everyone got a trophy. Oh, that means she cares about it. She cares about it, and everyone got a trophy. She got her first participation trophy, um, <laughs> which I think now that I've seen one, I'm like, I'm in favor of this. I think every kid mm. should feel like they're worthy of a trophy. I'm Aww. fine with that. That's exciting. Elizabeth. What have you got for your 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 year-end triumph or fail? All right. I am calling <laughs> a mostly triumph on settling into Japan. I, yes. I feel that we are mostly settled. Like we have we're we have a good like getting to and from school routine. We have some friends. There's like lots of places room for improvement, <laughs> but I feel like Set like I feel settled. This is like a home now. When we come back here, we feel like this is our home. The kids have called mm. it our home. You know, when you first move someplace, sometimes they're like this place that we're staying. Like they tend to really resist using the word home. <laughs> and uh um, or when you say like, okay, it's time to go back home, they'll be like, back to Colorado. <laughs> you know, you're like, no, no, the house here in Tokyo. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like this is good. Like we um my triumph is that we got here. We have had some like real adventures, and for now, this is home. Congratulations! I mean, there were weeks and weeks where y'all were living out of a hotel. Yeah, you were you you. This is great. I know. When I think back, like sometimes it feels like we've been here like a long time, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, we were like in like last Christmas we were in Colorado, and this is what it was like. And last time this year, like I've had a lot of those, you know, moments. But I I just am very. I'm proud of how well the boys have done with so much change and how they've taken to school and how they've taken to just, you know, complete, we don't use the car as much, like all of those things. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. You That's did a big it. Deal. That's huge. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, what about you? So I'm going to take a triumph and I'll, I'll talk into it. One of my biggest fears going into becoming a parent and then one of like the biggest adjustments once I became a dad was the sleep deprivation. It's been six years of of having a kid and now two kids and um, just this past weekend, Shira and I were in bed, the kids woke up at like seven and we just asked Noah to like take care of Ami. We gave them TV. We've We've since outlawed um, weekday morning TV, but on the weekends we're we're fine with it. And so they came into our room, and we just asked Noah, "All right, take Ami, get him something to eat, and you guys can go down and have TV." And like it went incredibly well. There was no conflict. There was no screaming. He let her take care of him um, in a really sweet way, and we stayed in bed till like nine thirty, oh which um, wow. that hasn't happened. Um, since since 2017 really and and so like they're getting to the age where she can like be a a big sister in a in a real way in a in a really like fundamental i'm gonna take care of my little guy way and that was what i'm hoping will be and i i'm sure it will be like the first of many instances of them 
you know, taking care of stuff without without needing us. And so it was like two percent bittersweet, but ninety eight percent just freaking great. Like, wow, what a gift that was. Was Noah like so excited too? Because oh, I feel she was, like she's of the age where it's not yep. a chore, you know. <laughs> she was beaming. She was so proud of herself. Yeah. As proud she was as proud of herself as Ami was uh when he uh told us that he didn't have any accidents at school. It's there's been a lot of pride coming from those two this the, these last couple weeks. So feeling very grateful for that. Some freedom for you guys. I don't know. Freedom. It's like so nice. Like you said, slightly bittersweet, but mostly like, oh my gosh. Mostly sweet. We might survive this after mm-hmm. all. <laughs> That's right. Mostly sweet. On that note, we're going to take another quick break, but we will meet you back here at the kids' table. All right, we're back. Obviously, this whole show is us talking about our kids constantly, but you rarely get to hear from them directly. And so once a year, we like to hand the mic to them to hear what they think. Thank you to everyone who sent in questions. Here are the children of Mom and Dad are Fighting. Okay, I'm here with two very special correspondents. Who's here with me? Can you introduce yourself? Noah. How old are you? Six. And? Three. What's your name? Ami. Okay, you're on Mom and Dad are Fighting right now. Listener Mary asks... I know that Noah has started to listen to more grown-up music. What songs is she loving right now? What songs is Ami loving right now? I like Shake It Off. By um, Taylor Swift. And Let's Get This Over With. By who? They Might Be Giants. Drive from Charlie XCX. Off the Barbie soundtrack, right? Say, oh, Bobby, you're so fun, you're so fun, you've got my mind. Um, and then, Ami, what two songs are you into right now? Um, Blaze. You love Blaze on the Monster Machines, right? And then, you know what other song you love? It's only fun when it's everyone from Popstruction. Popstruction. Okay, now from listener Jen, it says Noah and Ami. What are some of your, what are some of your favorite things to do together? Okay, as I was asking that, Ami was just stepping on Noah's hair. Would that count as something? That, what are your favorite things to do together? No. So, what are some things you actually like doing together? I like breaking my um, brother. You, you like breaking your brother? No. We can't tell all the listeners that your favorite thing to do is break each other. More like brother and sister are fighting, am I right? <laughs> okay, can you guys tell me, what are what are some of your favorite things to do together? Give mommy a hug. Yep, giving each other hugs. Yes. You like to take baths together, right? Yeah! 
Do you like to draw in the basement together? Yeah. Oh, do you know what else you guys like to do is watch movies together, right? Watch movies together. Watch movies together. You like to watch movies together. Very good. Um, okay, let's see what else. Another listener asks, Noah, do you still like to peel grapes? No. No? Okay. N-O. N-O, no. Um, do you have any other advice, though? Yeah. When, if, um, if anybody is doing something that you don't like, just ignore them. They'll stop. I'm telling you. Like, for example, sometimes Ami will just, like, scream for something, and then... Like for TV. Like for what? TV. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then my dad just ignores him because then he's going to stop because he gets bored of saying it. And you gave me that advice just the other day, and it works really well. It did, actually. Whoa. Michelle wrote, I am always happy to hear kids report on their parents' triumphs and fails. So, Naima, do I have a triumph or a fail that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, last week, a triumph that you had was going to Target and getting me an outfit for every day of my spirit week. Aw, glad that worked out for you. Um, Aaron wrote, it would be fun to hear about gift giving from kids' perspectives when parents really got it right or wrong. So, Naima, are there any memorable gifts that you want to talk about? Anything that you really liked or maybe didn't like? Well, one time you kind of got it wrong was you bought me two shirts and I usually don't wear long sleeves or turtlenecks. I usually wear t-shirts, but for my shirt. And so you, it was a silk type textured long sleeve with that was like a turtleneck and it was two of those. And they had really interesting designs. And I wore them a couple times because I didn't want to be rude or disrespectful, but I really didn't like them that much. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Ashley wrote, I want to hear what all the kids think they're going to do when they grow up. When I grow up, I'm going to play in the NCAA Women's Basketball, I mean, Volleyball League. And what else? I'm going to own my own cosmetology he, he establishment. What kind of services will you do? Massages, well, spa treatments. Nails, hair, and makeup. Sarah wants to hear a story that you and your parent are always cracking up about. Just something funny that happened or a funny family memory. I did one time in 2020. And it's when I first started watching like apps like TikTok. And then there was this one person I used to watch. They used to glue their eyebrows and like keep them up and then like cover them to do special art designs but i didn't know how to do all that so i tried gluing my eyebrows and ended up gluing my eyelids and they got stuck like that and i used to keep doing it and then instead of confessing what i did i used to always just say i was swelling up and then one time i got taken to the doctor for it and then my, they said she's not swelling up. She probably put like a product that's not for your face on there, and she showed like a hair gel or a lotion or something that she thought I could have put on my face. So it was glue. So 
I didn't know that. I told you that. Oh, my God. So she helped me, too, for putting that on my face. And she, was, I was like, I never read the label. So I just lied. But then only recently, a couple months ago, which she forgot, I told her that I was acclimate glue. And so we joke about it from time to time. Okay, so... Maddie wrote, Naima, given that you love Barbies, what did you really think of the movie? I thought that the movie at the beginning, it was fun because it was like Barbie land and women doing things and like what Barbie's all about. But when the Kens took over, it, it got kind of crazy. But at the end, when she started getting depressed, it was sad. But when they taught everybody why it's important for women to have their own things it was actually really empowering okay and wrote naima your mom shares the best recipes thank you Anne. she does what's your favorite wow what's your <laughs> what's your favorite recipe to cook with her or you know, you know she gets those recipes off a of new york times website i tell them that <laughs> or what is your favorite thing that she makes for you she makes this apple chicken that I really like. Mm-hmm. Happy holidays. Peace out and bye, guys. I'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Henry. I'm 11 and I live in Tokyo. How do you feel about us sharing stories about our family on the podcast? It makes me feel kind of weird because everybody at my school knows my mom and my parents because they're on like Google and they are on a podcast. So it's kind of weird, but... Sometimes it can be fun. That's how I made a lot of my friends. They thought my parents were nice, and they were like, oh, he's nice too. So, yeah. Uh, what Japanese words do you know? Konnichiwa. Watashi wa henni desu. Is this like the exam you just had? Hi. Isai. Isai naisai desu. Why don't you tell them how Japanese class is going? In Japanese class, I do not do that good. On my last exam, I got a 65 out of 100. How are you feeling about learning Japanese? Terrible. I am not good at Japanese. Tell them how many different alphabets there are. Uh, there is hiragana, there's katakana, there's kanji, and then there's hiragana 2 and katakana 2 with 10 tens and um, bops. And so, you have to learn all of that. Yeah. It's um, like this, a, i, u, e, o, kaki, kike, ko, sashi, shise, so on and on. Um, Until the wa line. Okay. Uh, read this one. Um, one of, uh, another question one of the listeners asked is, do the New Camp children miss homeschooling? And I would say I really miss homeschooling. It makes me very sad that I don't get to have my friends in Colorado anymore homeschooling. And I really miss them because homeschooling was like, I'd only have to go once a day and I just got to relax the other days and do whatever I wanted. So I felt pretty good, but now I'm really sad and I really miss homeschooling. Can you just say your name and your age? I'm Oliver and I'm nine years old. Perfect. We're going to start with, how do you feel about me sharing stories with you on, about you on the podcast? Um, I think like people who listen will, uh, like like the mistakes of us uh, and how funny the mistakes are what do you want to be when you grow up 
I want to be a vet for cats and other types of cats, like lions and um, mountain lions. That's a wonderful answer. What is something that we are always laughing about in this family? And I can think of something specific that you did when you were little that we like makes <laughs> us laugh every time. Do you want to tell that story? So once I was um, in Malta and we went to this tadpole place and um, I didn't want to get in. And then I screamed, I'm scared of crabs. <laughs> Were there crabs everywhere? Yes, and, were you... and I'm still scared of crabs. Um, are you glad we moved to Tokyo? Mm, yes, I think so. Like, it's... In America, like, I miss it because I don't have any friends here, and I don't speak the language. And uh, in Tokyo here, uh, I feel good things are, like... Um, I love, like, being able to get to school, get back from school by train alone. I love going alone on the train because it feels really nice being alone. What about how you get to walk to the kombini and get your own dessert? Oh, yeah. We also get to uh, almost get a new dessert every day because we don't know what the desserts here taste like. So we get to try new stuff every day. That's kind of fun. What's been your favorite thing we've done here? Like kind of tourist thing. Favorite thing. Um, number one, cat cafe. Number two, pig cafe. Uh, what else? What else? Ghibli Museum. Yeah, that was lovely. Oh, yeah. Kidzania, Disney. But my most favorite is the cat cafe. My name is Teddy, and I'm seven. That's perfect. This is a funny one, given what happened today. Mm -hmm. Um, Brock asks, how do you not get lost traveling in Japan? It's super funny because um, it shows in English and Japanese. So, yeah, we just have to, like, sometimes guess the train if if Mommy doesn't know the way. But if we know the way, we just go like, oh, da, 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 da. oh, we're here, super easy. What happened today on the way home? Uh, I got lost because Oliver lost me. Okay. And what did you do? Because somehow you're I, here. And I got on the train by myself. And then I met Henry because he was waiting there. So to be clear, your brothers got on a train uh-huh. and the door shut and you did not get on. Yeah. Because I tried to go with Henry. Yeah, they went in different cars. Yeah. Were you scared when that happened? Mm, No. You just waited on the platform for the next one? waited for the next one. How how did you know where to get off? Uh, Because I looked at the thing. Good. You remembered? Yeah. You know why I was nervous? Because guess what you left at home? What? The sheet that says, tell someone where you're going. Uh, oh, but I'm very good at finding my way. Clearly, you got home. No problem. That was great. Um, let's see. Do you miss homeschooling? Mm, yes, very much. Because yeah. we don't get, we only get breaks um, for lunch and um, snack, which is not that. That's just one lesson, one 
um, long lesson or two short lessons apart, which I do not like because it's so boring. Can you, someone wants to know the rules about shoes indoors. What oh, do we have to do here? That is super And serious. tell them about school. When you tell them, tell them about your school's, your shoe situation at school. So you need to have two shoes at school, but one shoe um, at, um, at your home. So at your home, you have a shoe place. If you put it on the wood, illegal. Yeah. But if you put it on, like, stone, that's fine. But wood, no, no. But at school, we need two pairs of shoes. So you walk in um, your shoes you wear outside, and then you change your shoes because, because you wear shoes in the school. It's still on wood, so that's fine because we changed our shoes to indoor shoes. Is Um, there anything else you want to tell the listeners? uh, No. It's okay, no. No. Happy New Year. Bye. That was so sweet and cute. We thought it would be fun to end by doing a lightning round of our favorite advice that we've given or received this year. You know, the things that have really stuck with us. Elizabeth? You want to start us out? Yeah, okay. I This is something I've learned since being in Japan, and it comes from the tea ceremony. Um, but people will just tell you this, and they say, Ichi-i, Ichi-go, which means one time, one meeting. And the idea is to make the most of each encounter and be in the now with the idea that, like, you only have this moment once. And I think for me, that has very much grounded me in each moment, particularly with the kids, to be like, as I'm reacting, to kind of think like, you know, ichi-i, ichi-go, like, is this, this, how do I want this moment to go? Um, And to step back and be like... I I want this to be different, so I'm going to make it different. Mm. Or even just when I'm having a particularly sweet or lovely moment in something very simple to appreciate that. So I think um, the best advice I can pass on is ichi-i, ichi-go. It's fun to say. Yeah, it's lovely. (laughs) Thanks for sharing that. Jamila. Um, I don't know when I first heard this, but it's something I've tried to adhere to this year, which is like, use your good stuff, use your good plates, wear your special dress, you know, like, Mm -hmm, I'm guilty mm -hmm. of saving things, you know, like for the right occasion, like, oh, I can't wear this today, because there'll be, Mm -hmm. you know, some party that doesn't exist, or we can't, you know, I'm not gonna drink this bottle of champagne, because maybe I'll have something to celebrate, like enjoy your things while you have them, you know, you'll turn around one day, and maybe the dress doesn't fit, maybe the champagne's gone bad, you know, I've definitely wasted things over the years, treats, and clothes that were no good by the time I finally got to them, you know, so use your nice stuff. I love that. What's an example? What's a recent example of something that you've cashed in on that you've done this year? It's for me, it's been with clothes really, you know, because Mm -hmm. I'm always, you know, like I'll have a dress or something and I'm just waiting for the perfect occasion, you know, like, Oh, there's going to be this party. And like what I've learned living in LA for four years is that that party is not happening, you know? So (laughs) 
look nice wherever you're going. You know, enjoy your clothes. And if you don't know, when Jamila used to record in her closet back in the the days, uh, we got a glimpse at her amazing wardrobe. You have like uh, some amazing pieces. She's got options. (laughs) Thank you. So I'm glad you're wearing them. I love this. Thank you. Great. This advice I got uh, on my show, on the best advice show from from my good friend, Daniel Estrin. He's NPR's Jerusalem correspondent. Since he said this, I think a lot of the advice that that I've gathered on my show has has changed my life. But this is the one that I think is has been like the stickiest and the one that I use daily. When someone says thank you, just say you're welcome. Like it's so easy to deflect when someone says thank you to be like, no, thank you. Or like, oh, no problem. Like, oh, no, it was nothing. But like if you actually allow yourself just to accept that thanks you might feel like your shoulders drop. I, I feel like there's like a real sense of true, like the embodiment of acceptance. I think it's like similar to accepting a compliment instead of deflecting, like just be like, you know, when you accept a compliment, you can just say thank you. Or when someone says thank you to you, just say you're welcome and just kind of notice how your body reacts to that. It's so simple and it's something that you can you can practice. Like I'm sure someone's gonna thank you for something today. Just try saying you're welcome. You'll be surprised at at how unnatural it is. But just say you're welcome. I love this. So we're going to wrap up this year with an announcement. A big announcement. Mom and Dad are fighting is growing up. We're graduating. We're entering a new phase. I don't know how to quite put this. Mom and Dad are fighting is 10 years old, if you can believe it. And we're going strong. However, starting in 2024, we will no longer be Mom and Dad are fighting. We have a new name, and that name is, drumroll, should we do a drumroll? Yeah. Our new name is Care and Feeding. You might know that that's also the name of Slate's parenting advice column, the same one that Jamila contributes to every week. We are Care and Feeding now. Don't worry. We are still going to be here figuring out how to raise the next generation. You'll still hear triumphs and fails, recommendations, and of course, advice from the three of us. But we're excited to bring you even more great advice from our colleagues from across the Slate Cinematic Universe. So send your burning parenting questions to careandfeedingpod at slate.com and look for Care and Feeding in your feeds. If you're subscribed or following the show, that should not change even after we change names. But if you lose track of us, just search for Care and Feeding wherever you listen. Big news. And that's our show. This episode of Mom and Dad Are Fighting is produced by Maura Curry and Rosemary Belson. Shasha Leonard is the voice of our listeners. Alicia Montgomery is the VP of Slate Audio. For Jamila Lemieux and Elizabeth Newcamp, I'm Zach Rosen. Thanks for listening.